Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today we speak with Rebecca and Simon, an exceptional duo who not only did their exec MBA at the same time, but continued to work and became parents all during their MBA. So can I start off by asking you both to introduce yourselves? So tell us your name, where you're from and where you did your MBAs. Yep, so my name's Rebecca Philogonarden. Um I live in Coulston, which is about 20 minutes outside of Croydon, and I did the executive MBA, um, the, the weekday evening executive MBA at Warwick Business School at their London campus in the Shard. And my name is Simon Thanison. I also live in Coulston, and I also did my MBA at Warwick Business School in, in the Shard, but the weekend cohorts. And we should probably say we're married. Um, we are husband. We and are wife. married. We don't coincidentally live in the same place. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much. And this is a really special episode of the podcast because it's the first time that we've had two guests on um, together. So thank you very much for um, both for joining us. Um, we obviously we asked to speak to you guys tonight because we're going to talk a little bit about um, MBAs and kind of work life balance and how everybody sort of manages that. Um, but I guess before we get into it, um, perhaps let's talk a little bit about your um, your earlier careers. Um, so both of you have worked in the banking sector. So Rebecca um, in the governance and compliance space, and Simon I think most recently in market and liquidity risk. Um, so perhaps you guys would just like to tell us a little bit a little bit about what it was that led you to this sector. I guess my brief career history is I worked for six years at JP Morgan straight out of university and since then I've done almost 10 years at Credit Suisse. Um, What led me to the sector was it seemed a natural continuation after doing um, a maths degree. Um, My uni computer room was basically a a farm of people applying to banking internships. Um, It seemed a natural fit given my existing work experience. I'd worked at retail banks um, just to uh, at summers during my um, during my degree, and it just seemed a natural um, bit of my academic and professional experience. And for me, um, I would say I kind of fell into it by accident. So I did a law degree, a master's in commercial law. I did the LPC and I did the New York bar exam as well. And then for a variety of re- reasons, decided that law wasn't for me. So um, I kind of had to think of something to do. And I started working at the financial ombudsman service and it was only ever meant to be kind of a short term thing. And I ended up there for, for four and a half years and then um, was very much in kind of like the financial services world. So then moved um, to Barclays where I have just finished. Um, so last week was my last week. Uh, there and I've just finished all my seven years at Barclays and I will be starting um, at City um, next week so I will be moving um, from retail banking to investment banking but doing a similar sort of thing. Oh wow congratulations that's really exciting. Thank you. Um, it's really interesting as well, I guess, how both kind of Simon for you is very much kind of a, a planned sort of um, entry into the spectrum. Rebecca for you it's a little bit more kind of um, a little bit more, I guess, accidental. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, then, so both of you um, have chosen to embark, as you said, on the executive MBA um, at WBS. Um, were you guys in the same cohort, by the way? Oh, no, we were in different cohorts. So um, 
I was on the weekday evening one and Simon was on the weekend one, which was purposeful for a couple of reasons. One being because we wanted to kind of widen our network and, you know, having one person in each cohort doubled our network. And the second was because I was um, actually eight weeks pregnant when I started. So we knew that we would have a baby midway through the course. So we couldn't both be on the same lessons at the same time. So um, we purposefully decided to be on different cohorts. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting, though, that um, the networking point, um, I hadn't even considered that, but actually it's really smart because, like you say, you get to, um, yeah, you get to double your network effectively. Yeah, and, like, we've definitely kind of um, made connections with each other's cohort, I would say, so it's definitely worked for us. And so what was it that made um, each of you decide to, to do an MBA? So I think for, for, well, both of us, we kind of thought about it after having a conversation with my sister, who is doing an MBA at the moment, Imperial. So she was telling us how she was thinking about applying. And then we were like, oh, that sounds like a good thing to do. But we'd also been having the conversations about, you know, starting a family. So we kind of said, OK, well, we need to try and do it as, as quickly as possible, really, because if we are going to have a family, we want to get as much of the studying done as as, as we can. Um, so we had actually applied to start in March 2020. Um, but then I found out that I was pregnant in August 2019. So we kind of moved everything forward and we started in the September of 2019. So it was a bit of a kind of rush start. Um, but yeah, it, it all kind of stemmed from the conversation with my sister. And then we were like, actually, yeah, we want to do this. Uh, let's do it now before we have a family. Um, yeah. yeah. We actually cancelled a holiday. So we, for me, it was all, all, almost the same. I always wanted to do um, a, a master's of some kind. I, I didn't. I know you've done master's degrees before, well, I hadn't. And just the conversation with your sister kind of spurred that in me and, and, and you as well, I guess, yeah. to do it. Yeah, that's really interesting. And real dedication, like, yeah, to bring it forward and to um, just kind of to have that, like, energy and drive to get it done when you also had so much else going on as well is um, is really exciting. Yeah, the the pregnancy really, you know, spurred you know accelerated it for us yeah um it was it was just you know we can either do something now and start as soon as we can and, and try and get some percentage of it done before uh baby arrives or we can kind of dither a bit if you like and and you know make sure that zero percent of it will be done before baby arrives yeah and it really spared us to kind of get on with it exec mbas are a lot of work in the first place mbas in general are um so how did you manage to do it caring for a family as well? And what were the hardest parts and how did you overcome them? Just just like the decision for us to be on separate cohorts and preferences worked out, um, so did our study patterns. So I study best in the evening and Rebecca studies best in the morning. Um, and we got a lot of our help from our parents, especially around the dissertation time. Um, so those are the, the kind of plus points that helped us in terms of the hardest bit the hardest bits in terms of the MBA was uh, I tripled up courses pre-baby so that I could get some self-appointed paternity leave um uh because that created a gap in my MBA schedule for for when uh, the baby arrived for the first three months um intellectually the hardest part was a dissertation but in terms of juggling yeah we optimized as much as we could but it was definitely um there were bits where it got pretty difficult yeah I would say um yeah for me the dissertation I think was the hardest thing and I think that's because it 
because it's such a long piece of work and there's always in theory there's always more you could be doing to improve it always more you could be reading or or recrafting what you've written so that was definitely the hardest uh, part and I think something else that we did that I think made it a little bit easier is we definitely made some compromises in other areas of our life so our house has been not pristine for, for two <laughs> years and that's that's an understatement and you know social lives yeah no social lives and also um you know our baby has lived off fish pie for the last two years pretty much because it's just easy to batch cook so we've definitely been making some compromises in a in different areas I think um all right then that's that's interesting I mean, and, and it really hats off to you for both studying juggling a new baby i mean it's, it's really 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 um impressive thank you um yeah i think and i think it actually made it easier having both of us do it at the same time because we knew what each other was going through so we knew when one person needed to kind of had an assignment due it was okay the other person could pick it up um uh, pick up um, you know the childcare and stuff like that and it did mean that we had to kind of coordinate our schedules as well so there were there were a case where both of us wanted to do an elective and we both obviously couldn't do it at the same time so we had to kind of um, you know compromise and, and you know Simon could do that one uh, that he wanted and I got to choose the other one if we both wanted to do one um, at the same time so yeah it did take quite a bit of planning. So what was your experience with the actual course and what were the most enjoyable enjoyable parts of it um and I guess as from partners I suppose you know what what were the courses that you went home at night and said you know oh I you know what did you think about this and really had great engaging conversations about so for me I definitely think the electives were the best part of the course um um I really really enjoyed them so and the three standout electives for me I think were management of change leadership in the art of judgment and digital leadership, um, which were all um, fairly different to anything that I'd kind of done before. And I just really enjoyed them, the way they de- delivered the material, all of it. Um, um, as for what courses we spoke about at night, I think, I think, um, so Simon mentioned that, you know, he, he's done, he's done maths. He's quite kind of te- technically minded in that space. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm very much more of a humanities and essays kind of person. So for me, the accounting and financial management, um, course was the hardest thing I've, I've done. Um, I think I'm quite a, you know, a, a strong and kind of stoic person. And, you know, it, it, that did actually bring me to tears, that assessment. Um, so that's definitely one that we spoke about at length. And I was just like, you have to help me. I don't understand this. Um, so um, that's definitely one that we discussed a lot. Um, and um, But got through it in the end. It was okay. It wasn't too bad. Um, and I'll blame the pregnancy hormones for the tears, I think. But um, that's definitely something that... Um, um, for me, I, I spoke about because it was just so different to anything I'd done before, and I found it so difficult. What would your advice be to others considering an MBA but thinking about how to manage the family and work-life balance? Yeah, it's not—it's not just the balance, but it—it it, it is an all-consuming thing in your life. The MBA, um, it, and and also obviously a large financial commitment. I think my advice would be: be sure to understand what you expect to get out of the degree, and marry that with what it is possible to get out of the degree and, and find out what that is. Um, for me, it was a chance to broaden my skill set being in quite a niche field, um, work-wise and academically. I think it's all about transferable skills these days and becoming increasingly so. And so a broad qualification like an MBA really does have its place. Um, in terms of the work-life balance, 
you know, I think we've already spoken about it a little bit. It really helped having a partner who understands exactly the strains of what you're going through. Um, and despite, obviously, it, it does put strains on, you know, housework and fish pies. Yeah, it really, it really was a benefit. Yeah. Um, for for me, I think, um, yeah, having having a conversation with any kind of significant others or any other, you know, people in your family about what this means for your time so we had to actually tell our extended family that we couldn't come to everyone's birthday we couldn't come to all the events that they were have that they were having actually which were limited because of you know lockdown was yeah. in, a, in a significant part, uh, portion of the time that we were doing our MBA but as things started to open up people were out kind of meeting up for the first time in, in a year or so and, and we had to be like well we can't meet up yeah I'm really sorry yeah. uh, we, we've got, we've got not to not only that but you can't meet up you maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and then um, the, the other thing I would say is be, you know, kind of have open conversations with people at work as well, because um, I, I found that, re- you know, really supportive. Um, and my manager was, you know, more, more than helpful um, and really supportive with what, what I had going on. Same for me. And um, take any help offered for childcare. If anyone offers to look after your baby, just let them. <laughs> yeah, our, our, our parents are really you know, instrumental in making sure especially around the station time, that yeah. we were able to um, get a lot of the studying done that we needed to. And um, the final thing I would say, um, so I've, I've done a couple of talks for new cohorts who are starting, and the question that I always get is, um, you know, is it really X amount of hours a week, or, you know, do you really have to do all, all the reading? And I think, you know, if we're completely honest, um, both of us were quite strategic in what we did choose to read and what we didn't. We just didn't have the time to to read everything. It would have been impossible. Um, so, you know, we focused on uh, maybe like the case studies and what we knew would be discussed in class. And that's what we read ahead of classes. And then we focused most of our reading when we were doing our assignment and we knew what kind of area we were going to laser in on. Um, so that, again, would be my other piece of advice. Don't kind of try and kill yourself trying to do everything. Just be clever about what you are reading. Yeah, it's about being a bit, a little bit judicious and a, a little bit, uh, a little bit kind of smart about what you need and don't need. Um, the first module, you'll try and read everything. Of course, we did, mm-hmm. and then you'll figure out that there is a way to actually optimize, you know, the outcomes. And, and the same with writing the assessment. So the first assessment, I think, I took all the time that I had, um, and you know, I. I think I only submitted a few minutes before the deadline towards the end. I was kind of, I was, you know, I was kind of writing them in a weekend and being able to just submit them. Um, and, you know, my marks actually improved from the beginning to, to the end. So I think you just have to trust the process and kind of know that as you're reading your feedback from your lecturers and your professors, um, you're, you're taking that all on board and then you're kind of applying that to your later, um, your later assignments and you just become way more efficient, efficient at it. Um, I just have a, another question, if that's okay. Um, just based on um, Rebecca, what you mentioned earlier. So you're moving. Um, you're moving on to um to city. Um, is it next week you're starting? Yeah, Monday will be my first day. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so I just wondered if that was something like, was this this move from kind of retail to um investment banking? Was it one of the objectives that you um you kind of had from doing the course, or was it is it just a coincidence, or what what kind of made you make the shift? 
Yeah, um, it wasn't the specific kind of move that I had in mind. Um, and I didn't start the course thinking I want to leave Barclays because I loved my time at Barclays and they're such a good employer. Um, it was more I want to kind of see what, what's out there, whether that be within Barclays or, or elsewhere. So I kind of, you know, had one eye on job boards, um, you know, just not actively I wouldn't say I was like super actively looking but then I saw this opportunity it really fit with my kind of skill set and it and it was a new challenge because it was a move to investment banking so I thought you know kind of stars aligned I guess and and it and I thought I've got to apply for this and I did and was successful so really looking forward to seeing um how I can use kind of the skills that I've gained from my my experience and from the MBA and put that to a new challenge so yeah really looking forward to getting started yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations again. And yeah, I think that's one of the the nicest things about kind of coming out of the MBA. You've got like all of these new skills and things that you just like, you're really excited to try out. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, one of the things actually that I've, that I have benefited most from, from the MBA, I think would be kind of a new outlook or a new way of viewing networking, which was to me always a dirty word. It just seemed so unnatural to me. And I just couldn't do it or I didn't want to do it I, I don't know what it was I just yeah it didn't happen for me um but just you know I, I think the exec part of it and getting to meet people in your cohort and just see, like just learning about other people's lives and industries and, and careers and it just seems to become much more natural to me now and it doesn't seem like it's a, a dirty thing it doesn't seem like it's fake it just seems like you know you're you're just I'm just interested in learning about people and and I hope that you know what I get from their stories they maybe get from mine and I just think it's all about just sharing knowledge and um kind of bringing everyone up together and um I've really found that it's changed my mindset and it's made it um a lot more pleasurable and a lot more easier for me I think um as a thing to do yeah that totally makes sense I think a lot of people come into MBA programs feeling the same like I did as well and even though it's something that I still find difficult like from time to time I think shifting your your mindset about it does does really help that's all for today's modern MBA podcast I'm Kristen and I'm Marie if you like this episode remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye! Bye!